Bernie Sanders a communist? Make that claim about the senator from Vermont, now a leading presidential candidate, and you're met with many supporters who immediately proclaim, no, he's a socialist. Others counter that he's a democratic socialist. But here's what one well-known organization says about their choice for president, Bernie Sanders. Quote, of all the forces facing down Trump, only one can truly be characterized as popular. The presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders is not just that of a progressive personality, but the backbone of a broad and transformative popular movement led by the working class. To this end, the party should not just campaign for Sanders, but must fully immerse itself within the progressive and anti-establishment movement for which Sanders is the spokesman. End of quote. That comment was made in a missive published by the Communist Party USA. Bernie is a communist, and I'll prove it in this edition of Hidden Headlines. Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me. This is episode 53. More on me at briansussman.com. President Trump took a jab at Bernie Sanders recently, calling him a communist. It was meant to be an insult. But it's likely that the current 2020 Democrat frontrunner and Vermont senator may not have taken it that way. Now, this was on the night of the past Super Bowl. Donald Trump said communist was the first word that came to mind when he thought of Sanders. This was in an interview with Fox News's Sean Hannity. I think he's a communist, Trump said. Look, I think of communism when I think of Bernie. You could say socialist, but didn't he get married in Moscow? That's wonderful. Moscow's wonderful, said Trump. Donald Trump was then corrected by Hannity, who explained that Sanders only honeymooned in the Soviet Union back in 1988. Now, let's stop for a moment. To me, the place of the marriage or the honeymoon doesn't matter because both are very significant. If you're married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My wife and I honeymooned in Hawaii. It was chosen as the ultimate romantic getaway for two 22-year-olds. And Bernie and his wife went where? It was 1988. Russia was a full-on communist country, complete with gulags, prison camps, forced labor. Political dissidents were either placed in re-education camps or executed. Evangelical Christians were imprisoned or worse. Jewish people were attempting to flee. All this while Bernie Sanders visited this country to celebrate his marriage. Friends, that's telling. Most of us chose a honeymoon location very, very carefully. So did Bernie. Plus, the hoops one had to go through back in the day to get into Russia, it must have been daunting. But he did it. And even though Sanders currently refrains from self-identifying as a communist, his ties with far-left Marxist, or may I say, communist groups, goes back decades. (music) 
Let's go back to 1972. Sanders was then a gubernatorial protest candidate in Vermont. He was running for the Socialist Liberty Union Party. 1972, he's running for governor. He visits an alternative high school in Rutland, Vermont to give a campaign pitch. During a question and answer session that followed his speech, Sanders, he was 31 at the time, brushed off accusations of being a communist. He said, quote, I don't mind people coming up and calling me a communist. That was 1972. The Washington Examiner newspaper last May reported on Bernie's ties with all sorts of far-left political parties like the Socialist Workers' Party, a.k.a. the SWP. The Socialist Workers' Party is a communist organization. Now, during his time as mayor of Burlington, Vermont, Bernie littered his office with newspaper clippings and pamphlets from all sorts of revolutionary organizations like the SWP. By the way, the Socialist Workers' Party split from the Communist Party USA decades ago, likely because the CPUSA wasn't radical enough. On their website, the SWP website, which is entitled TheMilitant.com, on the About page they say about themselves, since it was launched, the Militant, or the Socialist Workers' Party, has pointed to the lessons to be learned where workers and farmers succeeded in overthrowing capitalist rule and putting working people in power. The two great revolutions of the 20th century, in Russia, 1917, and in Cuba, 1915, come to mind for the Socialist Workers' Party. The Russian Revolution of 1917. The Cuban Revolution, 1959. Those two revolutions were brutal, ugly, bloody. Innocent individuals were slaughtered in the streets by the communist revolutionaries. Ask any friend or neighbor who immigrated to this country from Cuba. <laughs> the Cuban communist revolutionary Che Guevara in 1964, who was a part of that 59 revolution, actually boasted about this before the United Nations in New York. This is 1964. He bellowed, executions? Certainly we execute, and we will continue executing as long as it is necessary. In 1980, Bernie Sanders endorsed the Socialist Workers Party presidential candidate Andrew Pulley. Andrew Pulley's presidential platforms included promises to dismantle the entire U.S. military and nationalize most industries in the United States. Beyond that, in 1980, Sanders was also an elector for the state of Vermont. In other words, he was a member of the Electoral College and as such actually cast a vote for Andrew Pulley for president. In 1988, he was asked about his role as a Socialist Workers' Party elector back in 1980. Bernie responded by saying, quote, I was asked to put my name on the ballot, and I did. That's true. I was asked to put my name on the ballot. Not only did Bernie support a communist candidate in 1980, but like all communist leaders... He's very, very clever and a very, very deceptive wordsmith. Actually, Sanders is quoted as saying he proudly endorsed and supported Andrew Pulley. Pulley, by the way, once said that American soldiers should, quote, 
take up their guns and shoot their officers, end of quote. Sanders was one of three electors for Pulley on the Vermont ballot. He also stated in a press conference, this is all on the record, I fully support the SWP's continued defense of the Cuban Revolution. During Pulley's White House run in 1980, Pulley called for the establishment of official solidarity with the revolutionary regimes, not just in Cuba, but in Iran, Nicaragua, and Grenada. This is according to a New York Times report at the time. During that same campaign, Pulley's running mate, Matilde Zimmerman, talked about the discussion that was taking place in the United States regarding Cubans living under a dictatorship. Zimmerman called that American propaganda. And in fact, Zimmerman also said working people in the United States could, quote, learn a lot from the Cuban example. These were people that Bernie Sanders supported and voted for. Now, earlier this year, the Washington Post reported that in 1983, the Soviet embassy's first secretary, a man named Vadim Kuzetsov, congratulated Sanders in a letter for his re-election as mayor of Burlington, Vermont. Kuzetsov, a leader of the Soviet's spy apparatus, had just attended a conference in Sanders' city of Burlington a few days earlier. During the next presidential election in 1984, Sanders backed and campaigned for the SWP's presidential nominee, Mel Mason. Mason, a former Black Panther, said it was important for there to be fundamental alternatives to capitalist ideology. During the campaign, Mason also said the greatest example of a socialist government is Cuba and Nicaragua is right behind. He was also a big fan of China. Again, this was back in 1984 when all the school children in China went to school in communist leader Mao suits. This was back in 1984, five years before political dissidents, reformers, and freedom lovers in China were slaughtered by the military in Tiananmen Square. I recall this really well. I was a young newsman working for an ABC TV news affiliate. And I recall the network's live news feeds coming out of China suddenly cut off prior to the violence at Tiananmen Square. And I guess Bernie was cool with that. In 1985, Sanders, as mayor of Burlington, traveled to Nicaragua to meet with then-President Daniel Ortega, the leader of the Sandinista movement, which was aligned with the Soviet-backed Cuban regime of Fidel Castro. Of course, the Sandinista government was accused of widespread human rights abuses, all true. And yet Sanders has always played down the extent of his involvement with the communists and the SWP. Well, of course he has to because he knows Americans too well. But the fact remains, his ties to the Communist Party in America are deep and enduring. Bernie Sanders, now in his late 70s, often scoffs at comparisons between his brand of self-described democratic socialism and communism. 
In recent years, he said he is merely interested in having the United States look more like Sweden. Sweden. That's where all these lefties seem to go. No, we don't want to be communist like that country. We want to be like Sweden, a social democracy with a broad welfare state, but a well-functioning private sector. That's what they all say. But the truth about Sweden's brief experiment with socialism, and they did have an experiment, is well documented. And it was a failure. The country was ripe for a socialist experiment in the early 1970s. Swedes were hardworking, optimistic, wealthy, and very trusting of the politicians in their small country. As programs were implemented in the 70s and 80s, public spending almost doubled and labor markets became highly regulated. The new welfare state, however, appeared to enhance Sweden's already strong economy with large-scale redistribution and high taxes. Now, this brief period when socialism seemed to work is the model promoted by Sanders and others like, for example, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the squad. But today, 36% of Americans are sympathetic to socialism. 36%. That's way too many in my mind, but it is, according to the polls, about 36%. Compared to in, in Sweden, only 9%. That's because Sanders and AOC only point to this 30-year episode of socialism's artificial success before Sweden crumbled under its reality. Sweden not only fell from being the fourth richest country in the world to the 14th, but its very nature as a country changed. An authoritarian-like government was necessary to ensure the population did not abuse its welfare system. Sweden's democracy was sliding into dictatorship, and the Swedish people were not pleased. That's the untold story. The system began crashing after debt-fueled inflation in the 80s. The 90s were stained with a massive economic crisis. Banks were on the brink of collapse in Sweden. And for a brief moment, the central bank had 500% interest rates to defend the Swedish currency. Cooler heads prevailed. Sweden agreed that socialism was not working. In fact, it was a disaster. And they've been slowly reforming their ways ever since. But Bernie doesn't want you to know about that. Meantime, back to Bernie. Looking at his personal files from his time as mayor of Burlington, Vermont, that was from 1981 to 1989, they're all archived at the University of Vermont. These archives show that he supported and campaigned for the Communist Socialist Workers' Party and maintained a close relationship with all of its senior members. While Democrats were campaigning for Jimmy Carter in 1980 and Walter Mondale in 1984, Sanders spent that Reagan era supporting fringe Marxists who had no chance of reaching the White House. This is in his political DNA, my friends. In his archives, we see a 50th anniversary issue of the publication in 1979 from the Socialist Workers' Party featuring contributors celebrating the paper's tradition of revolutionary Marxism in the United States. A flyer in Sanders' archives shows that he was a featured speaker at the 1982 SWP campaign kickoff rally in Boston for the party's candidates for governor, 
Lieutenant Governor, and Congress. In a letter Sanders wrote to the SWP's Militant Magazine in January 1984, we read, At a time when the Democratic and Republican parties are intellectually and spiritually bankrupt, it is imperative for radical voices to be heard which offer fundamental alternatives to capitalist ideology. I wish Mel Mason good luck on his presidential campaign. In 1984, Sanders was thanked by the party, the SWP, for his remarks at their campaign kickoff in 1984. On behalf of Mel Mason and Andrea Gonzalez, I want to thank you for your message to the rally to kick off the Socialist Workers' Presidential Campaign, reads the letter kept in Sanders' archives. You see, the SWP has a long history of far-left communist radicalism, starting in its beginnings, 1938, when it was founded by devotees of Leon Trotsky, the Russian revolutionary and communist thinker who was assassinated by the Soviet government over his criticisms of the regime. Yet Trotsky's legacy lived on, not only in the Soviet Union and developing nations, but in the United States, where it attracted trade unionists and academics, and bohemians, and a very ambitious Vermont mayor. Now, it's true. There is no hard evidence of Sanders being a member of the SWP, like, for example, a membership card. But his archived records show a man in bed with this dangerous organization. Sanders also kept dozens of socialist publications in his personal files, such as The Socialist Republic, a now defunct paper published by the Marxist Industrial Union Party. Articles in The Socialist Republic tout, quote, the importance of the socialist propaganda. Socialist propaganda. Boy, it would seem that Bernie Sanders learned well. It also talks of the Quote, social ownership of all resources and industries. Other leaflets and socialist papers celebrate Marxist revolutionaries in Latin America, like, for example, the murderer, Che Guevara. By 1988, Sanders had his eyes on federal office. Bernie Sanders was first elected to Congress as an independent in 1990. As I mentioned, in 1988, Bernie Sanders traveled to the Soviet Union on his honeymoon. He also forged a sister city cooperation program there. In 1989, Sanders traveled to Cuba with his wife in hopes of meeting Castro and came back defending elements of their communist system. Bernie Sanders has remained consistent opposing U.S. interventions in Latin America and defending socialist regimes in that region to this very day. Bernie Sanders' alignment with the Socialist Workers' Party and other communist front groups poses an underappreciated risk for Democrats in the general election as they try to defeat Donald Trump. I don't believe it's going to work. I don't believe at this point in time America is there yet, and it's my prayer that we never come to that place. Meantime, 
Back to the Communist Party USA. This is from an article dated January 27th on their website. It's entitled, Against the Establishment in 2020. If you know anyone who's a Bernie supporter, if you know anyone who's thinking of voting for Bernie Sanders, I would like for you to share with them this. This is the article from the 27th CPUSA. The true test of the independence of the American working class movement is its ability to draw its power not from the institutions and their toadying servants, but from the American people themselves. The Communist Party USA has a proud tradition of the popular front, which united broad sections of the American people from all nations and all political parties. Of all the forces facing down Trump, only one can be truly characterized as popular. The presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders is not just that of a progressive personality, but the backbone of a broad and transformative popular movement led by the working class. No one understands this better than Sanders himself, whose very campaign slogan is, not me, us, and who constantly states in public that real changes in history were never won by one individual, but rather through concerted popular struggle against the entrenched establishment. It is, and always has been, the stated mission of the Communist Party USA to align itself directly and unreservedly with the American working masses and to aid in the concentration and discipline of the nation's progressive forces. To this end, the party should not just campaign for Sanders but must fully immerse itself within the progressive and anti-establishment movement for which Sanders is the spokesman. Bernie Sanders won't say that he's a communist because he's a crafty politician. But given all the facts I've just shared in this podcast, Bernie is a communist. Hidden headlines. Faith, family, freedom. Please like this, share this, and subscribe. For more about me, go to briansussman.com. Once again, thank you for joining me, my friends. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And as my callers always used to say on my radio program, I will now hang up on myself. <laughs>